stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So tomorrow marks two weeks since that uh, horrific fatal crash in Saskatchewan that claimed 16 members of the Humboldt Broncos family. The investigation into that crash is still ongoing. I think there are a lot of questions, first and foremost, about why it's taking so long. But, of course, the deeper question, what happened here? Why did this crash occur? And is somebody to blame for what happened? Now, the RCMP called a news conference today to update their investigation. And in terms of some of those bigger questions, who's to blame? What happened? What caused this crash? We're not there yet. Uh, We did get one piece of, I I think, new information, or at least confirmation of what everybody suspected here. Uh, This is uh, RCMP Saskatchewan Assistant Commissioner Curtis Sablocki. At this time, investigators know that at approximately 5 p.m. on April 6th, the tractor-trailer unit was traveling westbound on Highway 335, and the bus traveling northbound on Highway 35, a thoroughfare when the collision occurred. The preliminary investigation has determined that the tractor-trailer unit was in the intersection at the time of the collision. And I can assure you that all of our efforts are dedicated to determining why the tractor-trailer unit was in the intersection. We know the road conditions were clear and the sun was shining at the time of the collision. As it pertains to the driver of the tractor-trailer unit, the driver was taken into custody immediately after the collision and released later that evening. Tractor-trailer unit driver remains in regular contact with our officers. As you've heard this morning, the investigation is still in the evidence recovery and collection stage. No charges have been laid in relation to this collision. There is still a lot of work to be done interpreting and analyzing all of the information gathered. Okay, so the takeaway from that is that the uh, the tractor trailer was in the intersection, which implies, and I think based on what we see from the wreckage, that the bus hit the truck. Why was the truck in the intersection? What happened here? That point we still don't know or at least the RCMP aren't willing to say just yet. Joining us, sir, for more on this uh, news conference today, uh, please welcome to the program Colton Prale, a reporter with Global Regina. I was there today. Colton, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Rob. All right. So beyond that, and the question about how much longer this investigation is going to take, whether criminal charges are, are being considered, some of these big questions. seems like the RCMP were pretty tight-lipped about all of that. They were indeed. The, the one thing they could tell us was this investigation is going to take weeks to months. This is not something that they're going to solve in a matter of days. Uh, as for criminal charges, they're not ready yet, but they're still being considered. This isn't something they've written off the table. Now, the question was asked, and I think it was asked a couple of times about the driver. And has the driver said anything or has the driver offered a, a, any kind of an explanation? I mean, it seems to, to me and a lot of people that if we're looking to understand what happened, that the driver would... Would, would be a logical place to go or a logical place to start. But we, we didn't really get any answers, did we, as to, to what the driver has had to say about all of this? No, Assistant Commissioner Zablocki was asked point blank, 
what did the driver say? And then his response was, I don't know. Not that he couldn't tell us, just that he doesn't know, which is skirting the answer because we know the truck was in the intersection, but we don't know how it got there. Did it blow through a stop sign? Was it stalled? Did he pull out of the stop sign? He couldn't answer any of those, and he also couldn't tell us what the driver had said as to why he was there. So, I mean, these are still questions that everyone is looking for an answer for, and the RCMP is simply deflecting. Regarding that intersection, now the intersection had had reopened to traffic not long after the crash, but uh, has it been shut down once again for this investigation? Yeah, it's closed from 9 to 6 p.m. today. They've sent up 12 investigators, uh, seven collision reconstructionists, and five analysts, and they're going up there actually with a bus and a semi-truck to reconstruct the scene, see what else they can glean. Uh, the biggest thing they're going to be doing is looking at sight line. Uh, if you remember, uh, one of the fathers of the victims said the driver had said the sun was in his eye. That's a big thing they're going to be looking at today. Where was the sun? Is it actually in his eye? Could he see the stop sign? Uh, so the biggest thing they're looking at today is sight line. Right. Uh, so that, that would say, I think the accident occurred at around 5 in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they'll see, I mean, obviously it's a couple of weeks, you get a little bit of difference, but to see where the sun is at. Uh, There was also a question about the trees and and that line of trees that might have prevented the bus from seeing the truck approaching the intersection, might have prevented the truck from seeing the bus. What, What was said about those trees today? They didn't really cover that portion too much. That, that's another thing that they're going to bring up with the investigators who are heading down there today is, is to get a better sense of that. Uh, because they'll have the vehicles there, they'll really be able to reconstruct that scene. Part of what they do is they take pictures from inside the vehicle so they can see, you know, what did the driver of the semi see at that point in the road? What did the bus driver see? And they go about reconstructing the entire path all the way to the collision uh, so that they can really see you know, would the driver would have been able to see whether or not he would have seen the bus before the trees or if the bus driver would have seen the truck immediately after the trees. Uh, Yeah, I think what they did confirm is just how big this investigation is and the amount of resources being deployed uh, to, to, you know, scrutinize all aspects. It seems quite unprecedented. Yeah, the investigation is actually being headed by their major crimes unit. So far, they've done 50 interviews with survivors, witnesses, the truck driver himself, the owner of the trucking company. They've also taken over 5,000 pictures of the scene that they're going to use to reconstruct it. And RCMP cautioning that this is not a question of days, even weeks. This could potentially be months long, this investigation. Yeah, that's at the end of their uh, their presser. They said this is a, a weeks to months thing. But after speaking with them further, they confirmed they anticipate this to take months. They they are not going to have an answer anytime soon. We spoke to a traffic reconstructionist after the press conference, and he was telling us that a lot of what happens is they'll create their findings and then peer review their findings and then peer review their findings again, all before those findings ever go to even an investigator, let alone the public or the media. So, I mean, this is something that they review and then review again and then check a third time before ever putting those findings out in the open. Right. And I mean, you get the sense that part of this news conference today was maybe to uh, at least address some of the frustration that's out there, why this is taking so long or why they've had so little to say. But you also get the sense that... They want to make sure they, they get this completely right. That's exactly what this was. I mean, this is the first presser they've had in 12 days uh, since the Saturday after the accident. They spoke briefly on Sunday, but really this is the biggest news. Before then, they've just released statements saying, you know, we don't really have any update at this time. This is, in their mind, the presser to kind of settle some of those questions, explain where they're at, what they're doing, 
and then they'll come back when they've got more information to share. All right. Colton, uh, we'll leave it there. Appreciate the update. Thanks for joining us here. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. That's uh, Colton Prail, uh, reporter with Global Regina, who was covering the news conference today. So little bits of information, but but otherwise not a whole lot from the RCMP. And I, I think, you know, the, the more they release, the more questions it raises. So to confirm that the truck was in the intersection when obviously it should not have been, well, that raises all kinds of questions, doesn't it? Now, the question was asked, I heard at one point a reporter asked the, the RCMP assistant commissioner, was the truck moving? Was it just in the intersection stopped? Was it approaching, going through the intersection at a high rate of speed? Uh, and they're not saying. They can't say. I mean, it, it seems inconceivable that the truck would just be sitting in the intersection. But we didn't really get an answer on that point, right? Did it just blow through the stop sign? Had it stopped and was pulling out? Had it slowed down? Was it trying to stop and it came to a stop too late? No answers. So, yeah, I think there's still going to be some of that frustration out there. What, what is going on? Why is this taking so long? What has the truck driver said? He was behind the wheel of that truck. If anybody knows how it came to be in the intersection, it would be him. Does he not know? So it, it is strange. Uh, by the way, officially, that GoFundMe page for the Humboldt Broncos has closed today. And as you heard this week, uh, the team is uh, working with a law firm that is um, helping them pro bono uh, to, to organize and distribute these funds. So the page closes as now officially the biggest GoFundMe in history, raising more than $15 million. That's just incredible. More than 142,000 contributions from not just across Canada, but around the world as well. Pretty amazing. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.